0: Welcome to the milk bar. Welcome to the milk bar. Welcome to the milk bar. Uh, welcome to the milk bar. Uh, welcome to the milk bar. Uh, welcome
1: on to episode 687 of the milk bar. Jason Forrest here with you as ever. And coming up on the show this week, the gadget shows Autis daily let us know how to avoid getting caught out when it comes to rodent costs when we travel away on holiday. We'll also be hearing what's going on with some brilliant theatre groups We've got Stairbridge Operatic. They've got a production of Kinky Boots meeting up with some of their cast. We'll be having an atto with Rod Bissett from the Fellowship Players and the Grange Players, as they've got some brilliant productions between now and Christmas, and much more along the way in their brand new season of shows. We'll be finding out about We Will Rock You from Southern Coalfield Youth. They're appearing at the Royal Southern Coldfield Town Hall in the not too distant future. And on top of that, we'll also be hearing about Chase Pride, which is on the way in less than two weeks. Now, that's all coming up on the show this week. There are new seasons afoot in the world of amateur dramatic theatre Somebody who's involved in more than one group is Rod Bissett Who joins me now to let me know what's happening Hello sir Hello Jason, how are you? I'm good, I trust we find you well and keeping busy uh,
2: with rehearsals ongoing I'm going to guess Oh absolutely, it's, it's all go now with, with, with both companies as you've said So explain more, what's going on? The moment now we are with the Grange players. Mm -hmm. We are about to launch our brand new, fresh, shiny season with a rather sentimental, if humorous, look at some old people in a retirement village Mm -hmm. called A Month of Sundays. So I take it you've got a lead role in this on the grounds of your age? No, no, not a lead role this time because unfortunately my, my baby face wouldn't... Except me looking like an old person. We'll believe yeah. it. This one, I've, I've, I've allowed some other people to take the lead role. <laughs> i don't feature in it very briefly. Okay, so uh, the, the, tell us when that one's on and, and what we can expect. So this one, uh, like I say, a month of Sundays is on at the Grange Playhouse from September 15th to the uh, 24th. Not far off now, then. Not far off at all. And it follows primarily two old chaps, think the likely lads, only with more stewed apples. (laughs) Um, As they go about life in their retirement hole, Cooper's just going day to day, trying to make some semblance of life for himself. It isn't just joining, as he calls them, the ranks of the zombies. All the while trying to survive his monthly visits from his daughter and his Mm son-in-law. His one friend in the place is another old chap called Aylot, who together have formed an escape committee, as they call it. (laughs) But ultimately, the play is all about the dignity of growing old and the hidden perils therein a nice piece and uh yeah, it's the
1: comedy that's involved you do like to do a humorous play i know you do some very serious stuff as well but uh, it, it, it's always good to, to start the season with something that can raise a few smiles
2: oh absolutely and this one definitely does we're, we're laughing all the way through as we're going through our our rehearsal periods but also also being touched by the sort of the more emotional side of the play as well which is mm-hmm. always what we want to see and what we want to show our audience that yeah you can come and have a laugh but also you know be touched by the piece be moved and find some common ground Mm -hmm. because it it won't be long then after you've done this one though that you're on to your next production as well no 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 not at all that next one for us is going to be in november and we're going to go for an agatha christie mystery called go back for murder Mm -hmm. and tell us about this one then who who is a protagonist when it comes to solving the case So originally, this one was a a Hercule Poirot novel. Mm -hmm. For the actual um, play, it's a separate character who's going about solving a case that's already happened in that one lady has admitted to a murder, Mm. but then on her deathbed, they, uh, they look back and try and actually solve the case because someone doesn't believe she did, the, uh, she did the deed. Ooh, intriguing stuff. So a
1: mystery within a mystery. Absolutely. OK, and again, that's uh, going to be down there at the Grange Playhouse. And uh, that, that, does that take us through to your pre-Christmas stuff or is it something
2: else before we get festive? That's going to take us right up until Christmas. I will say if anyone's interested in coming to read for... Go back for murder. We're going to be doing an initial reading this Tuesday. So mm-hmm. that would be the 23rd. Yep. And then rehearse, uh, so auditions for that are going to be very soon after if any of your listeners would like to come on down and join in. Okay,
1: so that could be good fun. And you've got listeners from around the Midlands already. So a little nip over to Warsaw is no uh, great hardship. And it's going to be uh, yeah, well worth you know, being part of this if it's something that you can do. And I I think it's the community aspect of what you guys do as well. It's it's a nice
2: little group and you're always welcoming to to new people to come and join. Oh, absolutely. I mean, we, we recently did our first open day of the season and met some absolutely lovely new members who are all already coming down and making themselves useful and known, which is absolutely what we need from our peoples. Brilliant. So you've got that going on with
1: Grange. Then into the new year, we'll probably catch up on uh, a little later. But uh, what
2: about you with your other hat on? So with the Fellowship players, they're already underway with their first October uh, production, which is going to be uh, Jekyll and Hyde. Okay, again, this is something you feature in this time around? No, no. Unfortunately, I'm not, I'm not going to be in this one because I'm, I'm keeping myself busy with the Grange players mm-hmm. this time obviously Jekyll and Hyde a very well-known uh, piece and being directed ably by Rebecca Holmes for the fellowship players so, again, that's going to be uh, another good story to
1: tell. And a bit of horror, a bit of drama, and uh, yeah, telling the, the, the tale, which many of us are aware of, but don't necessarily know the detail of. When you see the show that's, uh, that's been touring the, the UK, which, was some, yeah, which isn't necessarily going to tie in with the sort of production that we're going to see here, is it? There's, there are lots of different versions of this one.
2: Oh, no, very, very different indeed. So explain a little bit more. follows the case of... Uh, Dr. Jekyll, who most most of your uh, listeners may well know, who is creating a potion to try and create a better version of humanity. Mm-hmm. And obviously, on, upon taking his potion, unleashes a rather hideous and evil alter ego in uh, Edward Hyde, who starts to live out all of Dr. Jekyll's darkest desires that he wouldn't dare do himself all the while uh dr jekyll's friends and family are trying to work out who is this mysterious stranger and why is he having such an impact upon the life of uh, henry jekyll so intrigue again a mystery which is thrown in and a bit of horror too so
1: uh, a, a, a great production there and is there, is there anything festive from
2: any of the groups So we're going to be doing some Christmassy things. Hopefully we'll be getting a Christmas show on, uh, obviously in that festive period. Mm -hmm. Uh, If not, there will be other social events that we're doing. We are doing a monthly get-together called Acting For You, which is a lovely just get-together, come on down to the theatre, have a mug of tea, have some cakes, read some plates, have a laugh. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then there are going to be our usual mix of... uh, quizzes, and other events which are currently in the production. Now, I still have to get along, so I'm going to try and get down for the Grange Players
1: production in uh, September, so uh, fingers crossed I can come along and see you guys do that. But where do we find both of these groups on all the socials and on the websites to get tickets, etc. too, please?
2: So, we are on all of the socials for the Grange Players, which is Facebook, we're on Twitter, we're on Instagram, just look for Grange Players uh, at the Grange Playhouse. Yep. In terms of our web address, if you want to book tickets, we're just found at grangeplayers.co.uk. Simple as. Check out there. And for the Fellowship? For the Fellowship, again, they're on all the socials and all the medias and all of that. And you'll find them at fellowship-players.co.uk. Check it out there. And uh,
1: Rod, obviously, I know that you uh, like to take an active role in all these groups, whether it's behind the scenes or uh, actually
2: on the front of the stage. So uh, we will no doubt see you in something in the not-too-distant future. As I say, you'll, you'll see me on stage for a month of Sundays, but it will be a blink and you'll miss me. Cameo, but absolutely, you can't keep me away or off the stage for too long.
1: That sounds good to me. Well,
2: right, thank you for joining us. Great to talk to you and uh, keep up the great
1: work uh, bringing theatre to life at the Grange.
2: Pleasure. Thank you, Jason.
1: From the 18th through to the 22nd of October at the Royal Sutton Coalfield Town Hall, We Will Rock You will take to the stage to tell us more. I'm joined now by Louise Griffith. Good afternoon. Good afternoon, Jason. How are you? I'm good, and I trust we find you well and looking forward to a production from the Youth Theatre Group in Sutton Coalfield.
3: That's right, Sutton Coalfield Musical Youth Theatre.
1: So what what is going on? Because We All Rock You is an amazing show, so they've been really looking forward to this production.
3: Yes, we've been rehearsing it for a few months now. Um, Lots and lots going on. It's a fantastic show. For those who don't know the show, it's the music of Queen, as the title might suggest, and it's written by Ben Elton. So it's funny, it's got all that great rock music in it a futuristic storyline, you might say, and um, of a complete other world than, than what we're used to. And um, there's uh, everything you'd expect from that, all the high drama, but comedy as well, obviously, as it's written by Ben Elton.
1: Mm-hmm. And as uh, a vehicle for Queen's music. And, and in this case, bringing it to another new audience, that's the thing. I mean, they are amazing songs. And with a little bit of reworking on some of the words, it really does bring to life a tale, which I, I think is, is sort of a, a sort of kind of an environmental campaign in it, as much as anything else. So it's got echoes of that, hasn't it?
3: a little bit yes i mean it, you're quite right about what you say about it bringing uh, the music to a completely new audience um my daughter and i were on holiday recently with with the rest of the family obviously and um the i think it was um we will rock you actually came on to the uh, the radio in the hotel we were staying at, and she just went, she went oh my goodness they're playing that here and i think because they are so young our kids are age 11 up to age 18 it's it's music that they're probably not terribly familiar with other than in advertising or maybe on, um, on TV soundtracks, you know, the sports events, mm-hmm. things like that.
1: And I think that in itself, it's, it's, it's great to be able to bring that to, the, to a youth group. And having had the, the national tour uh, recently as well, I think that, again, it enlivens people's appetite for it. And it, it makes them want to come along and see some stars of the future actually having a bit of a go on stage. And, and what better stage to go on to than the one in Sutton Coldfield?
3: Yes, it's right in the centre of Sutton Coalfield, at Sutton Coalfield Town Hall, um, with its iconic clock tower, and it's a beautiful venue to perform at. Um, We are um, very much invested in performing at the Town Hall, as we were formed with the Town Hall originally back in September 2018, so we're a fairly young group as as, uh, theatre groups go. But um, we've been quite successful in that short time. Our first production was Joseph at the Town Hall. So if people saw Joseph and the Amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat there, that was us. We won an award for that. That was an Oda Award. And our next production was um, Peter Pan, a musical adventure, which, um, which also went on to be nominated for an, an Oda Award. Unfortunately, after that, COVID hit and we mm-hmm. weren't able to perform Jesus Christ Superstar. But um, our first post-COVID show was the one that people might have seen earlier in the summer, which was uh, Little Shop of Horrors. And so if you came to see that and enjoyed it, then um, you can expect those high quality performances again. Lots of great dancing and choreography. And uh, I think genuinely... Some some kids that will go on to.
1: It's an opportunity for them to to build confidence. They uh, they don't have to go into the world of theatre, but they can, and they you know many of them will suddenly see that this is an option to them, and, the, and it could be they're the next West End stars. Well,
3: absolutely, but also with something called from musical youth theatre One of the great things that we have is we don't just have children who want to or young people who want to perform on stage. We have um, we have. We involve them in our backstage as well. So things Mm -hmm. like our tech, our lighting, uh, our costumes as well. Um, We've had some real success stories from that. We've got somebody who did our costumes in our early shows who's gone on to work um, with public venues um, in London. And we've got uh, somebody who led our tech consistently from Joseph through who's just going off to study exactly that at university now.
1: So a chance to try out something you might think you're interested in in a nice, friendly environment and get to put on some amazing shows at the same time. Uh, and it's a company which is uh, full of youth and vigour and looking forward to what should be an amazing show. So how do people get their hands on tickets if they fancy coming along to We Will Rock You on the 18th through to the 27th well, of October?
3: What they need to do is they need to go online to uh, Sutton Coalfield Town Hall um, website, which is www.suttoncoalfieldtownhall.com. They can also order tickets via the box office, which can be reached on 0121-296-9543. That's 0121-296-9543. And we'd absolutely love to see people coming to see We Will Rock You, which is uh, the young part. We will rock you and uh, hopefully get a really good evening with lots of dancing, great song and some fantastic performances.
1: Absolutely. And of course, I mean, the joy of this is, I mean, you're Catherine Terry is the whole Midlands. So you've got uh, parents and kids coming from all over to start off with. And they're uh, well worth a visit to check it out. And again, if you uh, or the kids are interested, bring them along to see the show to see what they can get involved in and, and try and, and light that spark for them that way.
3: But absolutely. I mean, there's nothing better than the musical queen, is there? So, uh,
1: no. and I oh, was it with
3: Ben Elton. So just come along. Great evening.
1: We're of an age that we know that. Everyone else needs a bit of education. They can get that 18th <laughs> to 22nd of October at Southern Calphill Town Hall. It's going to be well worth it. Uh, Louise, thank you for joining us. Have a great time as uh, part of the year. Uh, the organisation group on that one and we look forward to seeing you uh, in one of your productions uh, for the, the, the older age range a little later on in the year.
3: Yes, yes, yes. I'm with another company performing uh, another show at the town hall shortly myself. So I know what the kids go through when they're rehearsing.
1: (laughs) It's all going to be amazing. Well, Thanks for joining us.
3: Thank you. Thanks, Jason. Bye bye.
1: Adults aged under 44 will spend an average of eight hours a day whilst on holiday on their mobile phones. Now that may seem a little bit naughty. As long as you know, if they're creating videos and content all about their holiday, that's one thing. But if they're just browsing, that's maybe a little bit wrong. Autis Dealey is in fact a gadget guru, you know him from the gadget show, and so much more besides. And he's here. We've been able to tell him about the survey. Hello, sir. How are you doing? I'm good. Are you? Are you all right?
4: I'm good. Thanks, Jason.
1: What is happening at the minute though? Because I mean these surveys do suggest that people are heading off and, and doing something they could do at home, but there, there is a little bit of holiday featured in what they're up to, isn't there?
4: Yeah, uh, the fundamentally, we can't live without our smartphones. Um, and so when we go on holiday, we are using those not only to capture memories, uh, but to stay in touch with loved ones at home, whether that's by phone call or video call. Um, and we're letting friends and family know about what we're doing while we're doing it. Um, and, and, and that's on social media, et cetera. Um, and, and not just that, but when we do go on holiday, especially if we're going to somewhere new, Jason, we want to find out as much about that area as we can, which would be, where is the a nice watering hole? Where can I grab a really good breakfast? Um, where are the sights and sounds and how do I get there? And so people are using their smartphones for that as well. Um, And if they haven't done their homework or their research before leaving the country, then the use of this service uh, or these services are coming at an additional cost.
1: Absolutely, ID Mobile have done this research, and I know when I travelled, uh, both for work and uh, for pleasure in the past, it, it has become more and more essential. And whether you know, what four years ago I was in Vegas, the Uber was my friend, and without yes. my mobile data, I'd have been in a really difficult position. And uh, you know, I, I paid extra for a plan to be able to to use it in the U.S., but it doesn't always have to be the case. You, you can look for the right package, and uh, a lot of it's included, or at least make sure you're buying a bundle to ensure that you don't end up very out of pocket.
4: That's exactly it, Jason. Um, Find yourself a network where um, data is inclusive, or uh, data roaming is inclusive. So you're not paying anything uh, additionally for using your phone abroad. ID Mobile is one of those. You can roam in uh, 50 destinations worldwide at no additional cost. Um, Or worst case scenario, make sure you toggle that data roaming to off when you're going abroad and just use it as a camera and a a rather expensive paperweight.
1: Oh, yeah, but you can still connect to Wi-Fi. Many places will have free Wi-Fi, but it's that freedom when you are out and about, when when you're off uh, from the uh, the beaten track, potentially, you may have mobile signal coverage, uh, in which case you can enjoy it and share your TikTok videos as they happen uh, from the middle of often absolutely nowhere whilst having a good time and away on holiday.
4: Yes, you can. And, and all we're really saying to people is make sure you're aware that you could be subject to charges and that there are um, a handful of ways to mitigate those charges. Buy a SIM abroad, buy a separate SIM while you're here, switch tariffs, um, or just use the Wi-Fi when you're, when you're abroad
1: making sure you check with your network or getting an extra SIM for a network because you you, you probably want to be able to have people keep in touch. Now, what what I did actually last time I was was away, uh, I bought a a SIM off a network which included all of the above uh, and then then transferred my mobile number as a divert to the other number, uh, which is also a UK-based number and, and and not my usual number. And then uh, I, I got all my calls incoming for free and made my outgoing calls from a funny number for, uh, for a couple of weeks. So everyone was, was aware of what was happening, but it is about making sure you've got that package in place so you don't get caught out. I mean, we're talking hundreds of pounds if you don't realise what you're doing here.
4: Yeah, we are talking hundreds of pounds on average, um, 262 pounds, which on top of the cost of a holiday, um, and that's, you know, flights, accommodation, then any other costs while you're there eating, traveling around, um, you don't really need, uh, you don't really need that cost on top of all of that, do you?
1: No, absolutely. And so if you, if you can find a network or at least yeah, move a network, port your number over to uh, someone like ID Mobile and know that when you do travel, you know, these 50 top destinations for holidays
4: are absolutely covered. Yep, absolutely.
1: And uh, yeah, you got anything exciting planned this year? Will you be roaming with your data anywhere?
4: Uh, I've already roamed with my data um, on, on holiday a few weeks back um, and I got stung as well. um, Because I didn't do uh, my research fully, Uh, I made an assumption, um, which is what is catching uh, a lot of people out. Mm -hmm. And then um, next week, we start recording on the next series of The Gadget Show.
1: And uh, that, that means uh, at least you can expense it if it goes wrong, would you? <laughs> right?
4: This was a family holiday. I won't be able to expense. That. No, it was, <laughs> it was, <laughs> claim it was research
1: for the gadget show. That's the way to do it. <laughs> oh, saw, oh, come on. It's only a few hundred quid. It's nothing on the budget. Uh, but uh, uh, it, 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 is, it is fun. And it is nice to maybe even explore a few gadgets when you travel internationally. I know I've been to Singapore and uh, Simlin Square's got some amazing stuff there. It's fun to see some new gadgets that even you haven't seen yet.
4: Yeah, yeah, Absolutely.
1: So with everything that's going on, we need to do all that research. Where is the easiest place to go and find out more information?
4: It's ID Mobile's website, which is idmobile.co.uk.
1: Nip along there. And of the new toys you've got coming up in the next series of the gadget shows, have you spotted anything yet? You can give us a little hint we should be
4: looking out for. They haven't showed us anything yet. Um, The format is going to change, so it's going to be quite a different show to what we're used to. Um, And they haven't divulged to us yet what we're going to be playing with.
1: So you're waiting for the script and some new yes, stuff right. to play with. But Indeed. it must be fun trying out this tech. And obviously with, with so much stuff that's 5G and so fast at the moment, again, you can absolutely rip through that data whilst you're away. And that could cause you even more cost problems.
4: Absolutely. Absolutely. Be aware.
1: That's the way to do it. Give us that web address again. Where we can find out more from ID Mobile and the survey.
4: It's idmobile.co.uk.
1: Well, all this daily gadget Show star. Thank you for joining us. Cheers, Jason. We are less than two weeks away from the inaugural Chase Pride. Their operations and safety manager is Aidan Bowden, who joins me now to let me know what's happening. Hello, sir.
5: Hello. How's it all going? Very well. Um, Very, very close to the event now, so we're really, really exciting.
1: And there's an awful lot of work gone into it so far. There's an amazing lineup, but it is the first time this has happened. And this is gonna be really interesting because from your point of view, you've got a parade, you've got an event, you've got all sorts going on. Tell, Tell us which bit you're looking forward to most.
5: Uh, So I I guess for me, the most important bit that I'm really, really excited about is the parade um, because it will really help to educate perceptions within the Cabo Chase area. Um, So whilst the event is a paid event, we do have the free to attend Friday night event. um, But ultimately, the parade is what's going to get us out there, which which was the whole idea of of Pride. Mm
1: -hmm. So uh, how does the group behind this come at this? Because this has been a little while in the planning now, hasn't it?
5: Yes, so the brainchild of Chase Pride um, is a local trans woman, Catherine Downes, um, who grew up in the Catholic Chase area um, and transitioned in the area. Um, naturally, um, there was some opposition. Um, so, so she's lived that struggle. It's been a real real life struggle. So the so brainchild came up. The brainchild of Pride um, was down to Catherine Downs, who got mm. a really supportive group of trustees around her that pushed it forward unfortunately that dreaded thing called COVID happened Um, so the 2020 event couldn't happen um, but we're raring to go in 2022.
1: Absolutely and and 22 is is another good number so yeah I think that works but uh you know it's something which uh, is about everyone getting together it's uh, it's about pride but it's it's about the the whole community coming together as one.
5: Absolutely. So so ITV Central News um, reported that LGBT hate crime um, increased more than 30% in the last year alone. Um, No, we understand that it's normally a minority that incite this hate crime. So by bringing the community together through education, um, it is what's important to us, that that's our driving force. Um, We're not going to get there um, in the traditional political way. It's about educating that Hey, we're all normal. We all live our own little lives and we all fit in together. Mm-hmm. And
1: so, by making a, a massive event where people can come along, grab their tickets, and have a great time with some wonderful music, there's going to be food, there's going to be all sorts taking part as the place as part of the entertainment and some amazing comedy moments too.
5: Absolutely. So, so our, our, our licensed capacity of the arena is eight thousand. Um, we're seeing people travelling all the way from, I think, as far as the Isle of Wight. Um, mm-hmm. We've got ticket sales going on, so, so it's a spectacular lineup and um, the food court's looking amazing. And um, we're moving away from tr- traditional burger and chips. We've got a whole range of uh, food. We've got funfair on site. We've got a dog show on site. And of course, we've got the free to attend community community event on the Friday evening where we're showing the greatest showman. Okay, well, tell us a bit about that
1: then. Where's that taking
5: place? Um, so that's within Hensford Park. All tickets have sold out. So we've got full capacity for that now. Um, so it's in the su- same arena at Hensford Park, um, wsl 1BD for those <laughs> who need it for the Saturday. Um, and show starts at six pm.
1: That's going to be a great one on the Friday night. If you've got your tickets, great. If you haven't, is there any
5: way of uh, waiting for any uh, returns? But there may be some returns. I just keep looking at our website and our socials, which is at Chase Pride official. So you can check out those details there. But then, so
1: tickets are available for the Saturday. So how does the day work? What's the lineup?
5: Oh, so it's a spectacular lineup from beginning to end, and there's far too much detail to go on, into on this course. But we're kicking off at eleven a.m. Um, we're recommending people buy tickets in advance um, because once they're gone, they're gone. You can try your luck on the day. Um, once you're in, once you're in the Pride Arena, we've got a community stage kicking off at eleven um, with the likes of Cameron Pye, a local artist. We've got a dance dance troupe, uh, a drama group. A few X Factor stars on the community stage. And then over over to our main stage, we've got people like Danny Cook. uh, No, Danny Beard. Mm -hmm. Woody Cook. I'm confusing the two there. So Woody Cook. And for those of you who are a little bit old like me um, that don't know who Woody Cook is, it's the son of Fatboy Slim and... Zoe Ball. Zoe Ball, yeah. yeah. <laughs> great lineup,
1: great stars. And the chance to see something, something different and something they say just hasn't been done before. So this is going to be exciting for everybody because yeah, no, you, you don't know quite how well-received this is going to be. It's going to be awesome. Uh, but it, it will be exceptionally well-received. But, you, you, you know, it's, it's um, a, an event that hasn't happened and it's one which, fingers crossed, is going to go from strength to strength?
5: Absolutely. So the vision is to move across the Chasetown area, um, year to year. So this year it's been held in Hensford. Next year we're looking to move to Rougeley and the following year to Cannock. And we'll and we'll keep doing a, a revolving sort of roundabout almost. Mm-hmm.
1: And, and make your way across the, the whole Chase area. The parade itself takes place. So how does how do people get involved in that part of the free event?
5: So you can register on our website chasepride.org.uk um to put your space in the parade. The parade will be departing Hensford Park at about 1.30. We'll navigate the streets of Hensford and make our way back into the park.
1: Mm-hmm. So but there'll still be other things taking place in the park whilst the parade's going on?
5: Absolutely, absolutely.
1: It's going to be huge, isn't it, basically? I mean, fingers crossed you can get to the whole 8,000 tickets being sold there. I mean, it, it's going well already, but if people do want to get to it, give us all those details again on where they can get hold of their tickets for the
5: whole event. So you can buy our tickets on our website, which is chasepride.org.uk. You can keep up to date on our socials, which is at Chase Pride Official.
1: So simple as that and of course there'll be lots of hashtags and things to share on the day so if people are coming along with you get all those socials
5: and and share their pictures absolutely so we've just launched launched our official hashtag for the weekend which is hashtag be Proud.
1: okay so you can check that out in fact there's a little video clip on the socials too isn't there
5: launched yesterday yeah
1: so that'll be good Aidan thank you for joining us have a brilliant pride and uh, enjoy that event on the 3rd of September all taking place in the heart of Hensford thank you This October in the wonderful world of Starbridge is going to be an amazing show on stage. It is Kinky Boots. I'm joined now by four of the team behind the production. We've got John, we've got Hattie, we have Ty, we have Denzi. Hello to you all. Hi. Hi. So uh, let's start off with John. John, give us the the background to the show.
6: Oh, So it's based on a film from, I think, 2005, (laughs) which is based on a series of true events. Uh, Basically a factory uh, that is failing essentially and is inherited by Charlie Price Um, he's struggling to find a route find a way to make the factory successful again uh, until life is turned upside down with the introduction of Lola and her kinky boots. Uh, So this is where it's going to get interesting. It is an amazing show, and it's been great.
1: that so many of the amateur uh, world have been taking this one on. And every time a group comes to this, it's an entirely different production uh, and such energy that gets thrown into it. So give us all
6: the dates and where we can see the show to start off with, John. Yeah, sure. So it's from the 16th to the 22nd of October at Starbridge Town Hall. Tickets are available on CT. Just search for Kinky Boots and uh, you'll find a link there. Okay, so
1: let's meet the rest of the gang
0: we have here. And Denzi, let's begin with you. Hi, so I'm Denzi. I play Lola. Lola is like in her mid thirties. Um when she's not Lola, she's Simon from Clapton. Uh I'm I guess the life of the party when Absolutely. I is
1: is this is this basically just typecasting for you? Are you normally the life <laughs> of the party?
0: No, I literally am the life of the party, yeah. I'm just <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, we'll, we'll, we'll go next to uh, to Ty because uh, uh, again, typecasting here, you're just a little quiet, somebody who's <laughs> uh, is a little shy and retiring, this isn't at all is it, come on tell us no, not at
7: all. Um, it seems to be the parts I usually play to be honest um, yeah so I just, I mean he's he's, he's shy and retiring but he's not um, you know, he's got quite a little cute personality, he's a very long, cute, lovable character um you know, he kind of finds himself forced into situations that he has to deal with, um, but he does. And obviously everything that comes along with that, you know, whether it's high pressure, low pressure, things like that, he just he just deals with them. Um, so it's quite nice. You've got Lola with the life of the party and, you know, obviously Charlie, who kind of, it's, he's like the grounded one.
1: Yeah, but it still gets to be a partner in crime. And uh, so that's, that's part of the way the tale progresses. And, and so, Hattie, on to you then. Tell us about your bit in this show. Uh,
8: so I'm playing uh, Lauren, who works in the factory. Um, she's worked there, I think, for most of her life, um, when she was old enough to get a job. And she's just sort of... She has no luck with men. Um, one of those just really awkward people. Um, I think when Charlie takes over the factory, she's not particularly... Big fan of him, she thinks he's a bit of an idiot, and then sort of finds actually he's quite nice and I do kind of like him and end up kind of lusting after him. But obviously, he's got a girlfriend at the beginning of the show, which throws up a bit of an issue. All that
1: spoilers, spoilers <laughs> for you who's not seen it, but there we go. <laughs> yes, and, uh, and <laughs> another larger than life character, though, and every, everybody gets to shine in this show, don't they, at some point?
8: Yeah, there's lots. It's really um really good. Like for ensemble, um, there's a lot of like kind of we're always on stage in the background, um, you know, in the factory, um, sort of mooching around. And then there's you know, it is it is one of those that if you didn't have the ensemble, it would just kind of be really flat. You need a big complete, a nice company to kind of keep the show moving, which is a nice thing for us all to do after mm-hmm. lockdown and everything for us to be on the stage together.
1: Absolutely. Great to be back and great to be doing it. And uh, I mean, with John, the whole production, I mean, the, the, the values that go into this one are important, as
6: is the scenery and set too. Yeah, it is a big budget show, definitely. Uh, um, lots going on, big sets, as you say, fantastic costumes for Lola and her angels, lots of boots, thigh-high boots. <laughs> uh, so there's lots going into it. Um, but yeah, it's a big spectacle, great show, lots of fun, high energy throughout.
1: And Denzi, for you, uh, you've got uh, probably the, the longest time in high heels on the stage. Uh, something that you've shone in before?
0: Um, <clears throat> I literally had to kind of like play Lola just literally for one number back in like what, well, like two years ago for my friend's dissertation. And that was the first time you were he wearing heels and I had to do Land of Lola. And I said to my friend, that's the last time I'm ever going to wear heels in my life. <laughs> and then two years later, now I'm actually involved. <laughs> Uh, it is challenging. <laughs> um, I feel like the boots I can maintain. It's more like the shoe now. You know what I mean. I mean, yeah, it's yeah, it's it's a challenge,
1: but it's fun. It'll be good for and but again, bringing someone to life who's got so many aspects to their character as well, which I think is going to be good them.
0: Yeah, 100. Like it's she's she's funny. She's she can get emotional at times as well. It's just like all in one. And I feel like with Lola, I connect with Lola a lot because you know she. She's gone through things in her life with like daddy issues that I guess I can connect to, and I feel like once you go through that experience, you can
7: express that on stage. I guess, yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: And, and tie some amazing musical numbers throughout the show. You get some pretty awesome ones and some heartfelt ones as well.
7: Uh, yeah, they're they're very scary, um, <laughs> <laughs> as I'm sure everyone can attest to me um, talking about in rehearsals. It's um, it's definitely a challenge um, for me with with those numbers. Um, I mean, why I connect to the part the most is because his actual storyline and the the track of it, including the dialogue and the musical numbers, he really does go through a journey, um, you know, and it all really does come to a head for him in Act Two when he kind of has, like, a little bit of a, a mini breakdown. But then, you know, everyone around him kind of, like, saves him. Like, the pressure starts to get too much. And, you know, that does kind of, like, go throughout, the show so you know he's got some nice lovely numbers he's got some bits here and there and then he's got his, his five o'clock number at the end um you know which it's it's a really really nice song it's quite an iconic song for the show um but yeah so it's a uh, it's it's a tough one but it's it's a nice challenge
1: and has a queen of spoilers uh, obviously you get some quite uh, exciting and sometimes romantic ditties too.
8: Yeah, um, the I, I'm, she's got a lovely song at the beginning, which um, is always good fun to have a big belt out. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah, she's, she's one of those, I think she kind of, she's obviously played as quite a goofy character, sort of, you know, a bit useless at a lot of things. And then I think in the second act, she's kind of, you know, you sort of see a bit more of her vulnerable side and she comes through for Charlie and, you know, like the rest of the cast, they kind of all pick charlie up and stuff but she's kind of there as his right-hand woman to kind of have someone up to chat to it's a
1: it's a a brilliant show and i'm sure it'll be an absolutely amazing production john over to you again you can give us all the details full company name where do we find you all the socials take
6: it away yeah, so we're Stalbridge Amateur Operatic Society. Uh, you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and now TikTok as well. Um, the show is from the 16th to the 22nd of October at Stalbridge Town Hall. You can find tickets at ct.co.uk, search Kinky Boots, you'll find us there. And one last plug, we are looking for our final cast member, Young Lola. So if anyone out there is interested, any young stars budding to shine on stage, And you can contact us via our socials or at info at starbridge-operatic.co.uk. And yeah, we're just looking for that final jigsaw piece to make our cast complete.
1: Well, it's going to be a a brilliant production, a a, a group of people who've got amazing talents. And if you can be part of that, if you are a suitable young Lola, then do get in touch. Meanwhile, it's going to be awesome. Starbridge Town Hall is your venue and uh, it's going to be uh, well worth getting yourselves along to see. Denzi, Ty, Hattie, and John, thank you all for joining us. Thank, thank
7: you. you.
1: Bye. 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 That's all for this week. Thank you so much for joining me back with episode 688 next week. I look forward to having you along. See you then. Now. Goodbye from the milk
0: bar. Goodbye from the milk bar. Goodbye from the milk bar, goodbye from the milk bar, yeah, goodbye from the milk bar, yeah.